listening to She Rises, a podcast dedicated to women who are ready to stop settling and start living their lives by design. If you're ready to talk about the stuff that weighs you down and get practical advice on everything from your health, body image, spirituality, relationships, and personal growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, I'm Giovanna Capoza, your host, master coach, spiritual teacher, and mind-body expert, and I'm on a mission to unsettle women all over the world. Are you ready to rise? Hello and welcome back to She Rises. My name is Giovanna Capoza and I'm your host. Thanks so much for tuning back in. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about the power of your words and the power of your language, the words you speak to yourself, the words that you just speak out to others, and how changing and making simple changes, as we'll find out in the episode, can radically shift the way you experience life and the way you experience your world. On the show today, I have author Mary Shores. She's written the book called Conscious Communications, Your Step-by-Step Guide to Harnessing the Power of Your Words to Change Your Mind your choices, and your life. Now, Mary has a very interesting background of how she came to all of this. Mary is the multi-million dollar founder and CEO of one of the most unique collection agencies in the country. She's recognized as a leader of innovative thought. She has spent over a decade teaching businesses and individuals how to inspire others, create new ways of thinking, identify and achieve their goals, and take action to create truly meaningful results. She is the revolutionary founder of the groundbreaking Conscious Communication System, which produces positive results through positive action. Mary travels across the nation giving lectures and teaching courses and has been featured on local and national radio and television shows, including podcasts and blogs. To learn more about Mary, you can visit her at her website, maryshores.com. But without further ado, I'm so excited to have Mary on the show with us today. I know you guys are going to love this episode. And as always, sharing is caring. So if you heard this episode and you loved it at the end, visit us at sherisespodcast.com to find out more about the show in the show notes and to leave a comment. And hey, share it with your friends as well. Hello, Mary. Welcome to She Rises. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Giovanna, I am so thrilled and excited to be here. I am so excited as well. I so love what you're up to in the world. I love the book that you just wrote. I'm excited for you to be on this show because I think this topic is so powerful and yet so simple. And it's, and it's I find, so overlooked, which is our own language and how we communicate. And so I want to just dive right in, and I wonder if you can start telling us about your story. How is it that you arrived at this place of having written this book and teaching this work and sharing this with the world? This book was a complete journey that was born. You know, it's one of those things that was always on the inside of me, but basically throughout my career, I'd always had moments where I felt like I wanted to write a book. And also at the same time, I was going down more and more of a spiritual path or a path of enlightenment. Well, I got into a really big crisis, Giovanna, because my career and my trade is I'm a CEO of a debt, a debt collection agency. And so you can imagine how it must have felt thinking, well, how am I going to take this spiritual path when I felt like my career was in conflict of that? And mm-hmm. that 
sort of led me onto this journey to understand that really what I needed to do was bring my own internal gifts to the industry of debt collections, which was basically this system of collections that I had created 10 years earlier that is based on making people feel good about paying a debt versus feeling shame and unworthy because they have a debt. So my mission really started off with just wanting people to feel good about about paying their debts because, you know, having a debt is a psychological burden that creates a barrier between the person and their dreams. And so I wanted to share this, started writing a book and my dream publisher was Hay House. And so I realized pretty quickly, I didn't think Hay House was going to publish a business book. So I decided instead to write a personal journey, personal development book that just turned out so beautifully, I could not have asked for anything better. Fantastic. And I want to pick out something you said there, because I think it's so important for anyone that's listening to the show. It's like, you had this business that, you know, seemingly on the outside is like, wow, it's a debt collection agency, you know, it's, it's, it's the last thing people want to talk about is the last thing anyone wants to get a call from, right? And you have this business that seems to be in conflict with your desires for, you know, personal development or spiritual growth. And I I love that you said there, I found a way to bring that into what I was already doing. And it's so important because sometimes, you know, I have people listening and they think, oh, I've got to quit my job or I've got to, you know, and maybe you do, maybe your job is not for you or maybe what your work, the line of work that you're doing is not the thing. And maybe you can bring in this piece of you in into what you're doing. So I absolutely love that that's how you pieced this together. It's, it's so true because, you know, we're all, my, my thought process was that I wanted to be able to make a dent on the collective consciousness. And what better way to do that than by changing an industry that is based on negativity, shame, and punitive punishment? Absolutely. And so tell us about more about, you know, conscious communications, because you've developed a program that is literally retraining people on how to use their language in a more positive, creative way. So the that's a wonderful thing to ask me. The basic premise started with the idea of alignment. And I will tell you that on this journey of enlightenment that I've been on now for several years, I have to understand things inside, outside, backwards and forwards be- before I can move on anything. I mean, whether that's business or personal, I just need to, to understand things inside and out. And I was so confused by a lot of terminology in the, say, world of metaphysics. So one of the very first things that I was confused about was the term alignment. Do you hear this term a lot? Yeah, of course. It's that's, that's <laughs> the big term. And I, I had a little secret chuckle here when you said, you know, you kind of didn't get the terminology because some of it's just so overused and people just keep regurgitating it or recycling it. It's like, do you really know what that means? So I really I, I love, I'm the same as you. <laughs> I didn't know what the heck that meant. I'm like, what does that, it was like they were speaking Spanish to me. So I had to figure it out. And when I did, it was so obvious. Alignment means then you have to get 
your focus, your thoughts, your feelings, your words, and your actions all moving in the direction of your vision, your goal, or your dream in life. And so once I understood that, it was like, holy cow, now I understand everything I'm doing is either in alignment or it's not. So if I want to lose 20 pounds, but I'm eating peanut butter out of a jar or ice cream out of a tub, then that's not in alignment with losing 20 pounds, right? But if I make myself a fresh salad with lots of greens on it, then that is an alignment. So it became a very simple concept for me to understand, almost like if there was points on an arrow with all of those points being your feelings, your thoughts, your focus, your words, and your actions, and they all need to be going in the direction of the, the where you want that arrow to go. So that was one of my first ones was, to, you know, I wanted to be able to explain to people what this stuff meant so that it wouldn't be these just sort of esoteric terms. And then my second one was, um, and you're going to laugh, the power of now. Yeah. So as an entrepreneur, I don't even know what now is because, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you're always thinking about all the things you want to create and all of those things you're creating are when. Not now. (laughs) So when someone says to me to get in the now, I feel like they just punched me in the head and I'm falling over because I don't understand what that means. I love it. Keep it real. Until I understand it. Because when I could understand it, what I realized was that we are creating our lives, which I already knew that, okay? I already knew we were creating our lives. But like, I can teach you how we're creating them and I can show you the best way to create what you want instead of constantly creating chaos. So the power of now is really very much tied in with free will choice. That was another thing I couldn't understand. Free will, like what the heck does that mean? You hear it when you're a kid because you know you learn it in Sunday school or something, but do you really ever know what it means? It's the very same thing as the power of now. And what it is, is that in every moment of life, every single micro moment, you are creating everything in your life by each choice you make. So I will have a slightly different outcome by choosing to do this interview with you today than I would have if I had not done this interview. You just, it's like one choice leads to the next choice leads to the next choice, but we're always choosing right now what we're doing. And I just love that it's such an empowering concept to understand that I get to choose and I can choose whatever I want. But the choice needs to be more than just a thought in my head. It needs to be backed by action. And it and we need to be backing up our, our alignment things with the kind of choices that are going to connect us to our dreams. And so right in the smack middle of my book, I have my very favorite chapter, which is also the chapter that got me the uh, book deal with Hay House. And it's called To Cleanse or Clog, That is the Question. I saw that. Tell us more about cleansing and clogging. This is my very favorite part because this is the how-to to to basically connect. Are you familiar with the term uh, vibrational escrow? Oh, yes, I am. Okay. So this is your way to sort of connect to all of those things that are already in your vibrational escrow. But the thing is that all of the, all of the things you've collected in your vibrational escrow are not just the wonderful fairy tale, beautiful life that you want to have. It's every thought you ever have. So every time for the, I'm going to cut in for a second for the people listening that don't know what vibrational escrow is. Abraham and Esther Hicks, who have, have been made famous through their teachings on the law of attraction, use this terminology a lot. I think it was maybe their terminology, but what it means is 
is to to if you think of your your life your world your presence your existence as an energy like you're an energy and everything around you is an energy and sometimes I describe this to people like you know wi-fi or the the wires that kind of transmit we have this invisible web right people think well what is wi-fi well it's these invisible signals going across that you know our computer modem breaches into and starts transmitting escrow or vibrational escrow is kind of like that energy superhighway it's what you have in your field of possibility that's there and as mary said via what were your thoughts or things that your wishes your desires things that are already sort of meant for you that are coming mary can you add anything to that that you know i love your description and i've thought of it as almost like a bank account because you know when, when you think of escrow that's a banking term So a bank account that holds everything you've ever thought of in your life. So whether you've thought of winning the lottery, whether you've thought of getting cancer, whether you've thought of taking a dream vacation or whether you've thought of falling down the stairs, it's already done in this escrow. But it's our but the way that we connect to our escrow is through our alignment through that power of now and through our choices. So it's like, how do we anchor ourselves to the things in our escrow that are the things we actually want to manifest? Yes. And so the way to do that is the simplest way I have found is through this thing I call cleanser clog, which is um, basically goes like this. And I, I learned this the first time in 2005, I was at a Unleash the Power Within with Tony Robbins. And it really changed my life in many, many ways. And the the thing that stood out to me was on the very last day, he was talking about health and wellness. And he said, you know, you don't need to go on a complicated diet where you're counting your macros and your calories and your fat intake versus your carbs and all of these things. He said, all you really need to do is every time you get ready to take a bite of food, you ask yourself, will this bite of food cleanse my internal system or will it clog my internal system? I love it. I love it too. So I got to thinking about it and years later I was teaching a workshop and I just started thinking, you know, cleanse or clog works for every area of your life. How are you cleansing or clogging your relationships? Because the truth is every word you say, every action you take and everything you do in a relationship is either cleansing or clogging that relationship. So what cleanse or clog really means is that you're creating a connection or you're driving a disconnection. And so we're doing that. We're creating these connections and disconnections by the choices we're making. And so when it's it's time to make a choice, if we ask ourselves, is this a cleansing choice or a clogging choice, then you can start making choices that are going to connect you to those more positive and empowering items in your escrow because, you know, those are the things we really want. And now I'm not trying to advocate that we have to be perfect all the time. So we also have something called the 80-20 principle, which is really, you know, going back to that diet. If I choose cleansing choices 80% of the time, that still allows me to have that glass of wine and and chocolate lava cake on the weekends. You know, if I can just 80% of the time make cleansing connected choices in my work, in my life, in my relationships, with my money, with my personal growth, then I am going to see dramatic changes and transformation in my life so quickly that I will be amazed at how easy it was. Yeah, this is perfect. I love this. And, and you know, I'm, uh, so just to review for, for those of you listening, you know, you're, you're the ways 
to to do this or to get into alignment, to be present or now, the power of now, as Mary was calling it, and choice, right? Choice is our most powerful option. And, you know, I can hear people listening, Mary, and thinking, well, like, how does this work? Like, I don't I don't get it. Like, how, how does this work? And I what I love about your book um, is that you go into the brain and the neurobiology. I love that you talk about Bruce Lipton. I love him. My, my nerdy scientific brain self is in love with him. Um, can you explain a little bit of, of how? Like, how does this work? It's like, okay, alignment, great, my words, my thoughts, you know, I need to be present in this moment and not planning ahead and worrying ahead and being anxious of the future. And then I can make all these different choices, right? I could ask myself, is this thought, behavior, action, or thing going to cleanse me or clog me? But how does this all work? Well, let's start with Bruce Lipton, because we're clearly both a fan. Yes. All right. So in Bruce Lipton's book, I believe it's called The Honeymoon Effect, I have done a lot of research into neurology, neurobiology, neurogenesis. I mean, basically, I'm a big science nerd as well, and I'm actually really proud of that. And part of, the reason, <laughs> part of the reason I started getting into this was because um, in 1992, I had a daughter who was born with severe brain damage. And I immediately, now there was no internet available to me in 1992. So I had to go to the library and I started studying brain science. And back then I was studying a lot about stem cells because I knew that there was a way that could heal her brain. And turns out all the research that I was doing in that time, you know, more than 20 years ago, turns out to be true. And Dr. Bruce Lipton is a big proponent of stem cell research, too. And he seems to understand because, you know, he's a cellular biologist. So he seems to understand, I think, more than anybody on the planet now, the connection between our cellular biology and our spirituality. It's really incredible. But what does that mean to us? So what I wanted to do was be able to explain this neuroscience in a way that is very digestible to women and, you know, people who just really don't understand that sciencey part of it. And so if we understand our, our brains working, you know, kind of like you said, this like spider web of connections, the same way that the internet works is that we've got all of these neural pathways in our mind. And these neural pathways are created by all of the experiences that we're having in over our entire lifetimes. And so that's why we'll hear terminology like that we're wired a certain way, or now we're hearing about neuroplasticity, which means we can change our brain wiring. And so I've got a couple of chapters that are really dedicated to how to rewire your own brain. You can do that through affirmations. So one of the things that I was doing is for a straight year, every day I wrote one page of affirmations. These were things like bring me ideas, guide me to thoughts in harmony with my core desires, cleanse my path of spiritual awakening. I mean, I just did, I have thousands of these now because I wrote out an entire page for a year. Another thing that can really help you to, to understand the power of rewriting your, rewriting your brain wiring is the power of gratitude. Because when you are waking up every day, if you have a gratitude practice, which um, we have a Facebook group called Declaring Gratitude, and we've put people into groups of four where they all, each person just texts the other person three gratitudes every day. I love that. 
as you're doing it, what you're doing is you're creating a new neural pathway and you're creating a neural pathway that is going to look for things to be grateful for. So just to backtrack for a second, you know, we've been creating all of these neural pathways throughout our life with every story, with every experience, with every trauma, with every happy moment, we're creating millions and millions of pathways. And the thing is that those pathways are like a super highway. And so if you have a habit that you feel like you just can't change, it's very likely that in your brain, you've got a super highway that is that neural pathway. And the way that you need to change it is by stopping the, ma- the maintenance. So if you think of a highway system, you know, what happens to that highway if the crew, you know, the construction workers and stuff don't repave it every f- few years or repaint the lines you know, it begins to deteriorate, right? Mm -hmm. So you can start a new groove in your mind to create new neural pathways by just creating daily practices that are different than the ones that you're already using. So for example, writing a page of affirmations every day or having a gratitude practice will slowly begin to carve out a new road. So it kind of starts as like a little dirt road. And then the more you use that pathway, it, you know, gets some bricks or some rocks And then it starts to get paved. And then now you've got the maintenance crew using that road more than the old road. The old road will deteriorate deteriorate and break down. And the new road will get stronger and faster. And it will become your go-to over time. Over time. Yeah. Yes. So as Lipton talks about, you know, you can do this through hypnosis. He's got got lots of different suggestions on how you can reprogram your, your brain. Yeah, I love that the conversation is going here because people do get caught in the, in the how. Well, how does this work and how do I do it? And then, you know, there's there's conflicting information out there. And then I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm hearing the people that are listening and going, really? Like, I just have to change the way I talk and and I, I just have to like do these things and that's it. And, and sometimes, you know, it's like I said at the beginning of the show, the solution to improving where we are in our current, you know, perception of our existence is so simple that we we don't realize the power of our beliefs, the power of our thoughts, the power of our language. And one of the things Bruce Lipton talks about that I, I find was one of the first things I found so fascinating is the science of, of epigenetics, which basically says you can be you know, wired for something, you can have the genetic predisposition for something. But what they're finding epigenetics, so pre epi, is that you unlock those genes, right by virtue of uh, your beliefs and, and what happens in your life. And they're they're proving this um, time and time again with this science. So I love this conversation. I love it because now more than ever, science is backing up what mystical and spiritual teachings have been saying for years. And because you're giving some real practical tips and advice about what this looks like. And it's not hard. Like we could all do it, especially, you know, the gratitude practice for me has probably been the most powerful and transformative pieces of uh, work that have taken fear away, that have calmed me down in a pinch that have actually started to reorganize my life in ways where opportunities are showing up, you know, financial abundance starts to come my way. So I absolutely love that that you brought that into this conversation because it makes it real practical for people that are, are listening. And you're right that it is simple and it's easy, but it takes consistency and a daily practice. Absolutely. Yeah, with anything, right? So that's a great point is if we're not doing this daily, 
And, and you know, of course, you're going to have your days where you might fall off. But if you're not doing it consistently enough, then this is where people and, you know, I see this with my clients, my private one on one clients all the time is this kind of roller coaster of like, I had a good week, and then I had a bad week, and then I had a good week. And that is going to happen. That's life, right? We have experiences and we're they're happening for us to learn. And, you know, we need to be consistent even when we don't feel like it you know to do our gratitude practice or to you know meditate in the morning and I call it spiritual hygiene you know to make sure you're doing the same way as you would brush your teeth in the morning I love that and it's perfectly congruent with cleanser clog yeah absolutely I love it so how has this program that you created and and now the book how has that have you seen that directly impact your business and people that are working within that business. And you also train people in this. Is that correct? That's right. Um, one of the biggest things that I noticed right away is the increased amount of synchronicities that you get when you get your life in alignment with your dreams. Um, that all of a sudden you start meeting the exact right person that you need to meet. Or, you know, someone might apply here for one job and then we discover that they have a they have an inner passion for personal development and, you know, they just take to this to this job like a duck in water. So it's been really a, an increased amount of synchronicities and just doors opening all over the place. So when you really commit to the coaching exercises that are in this book, what you'll find is it's like the chaos and struggle begins to just sort of fall away. And things that things that get put in your path are the exact thing that you needed in that moment. You know, sometimes it may not always feel that way, but you see that in the end, it turned out that way. There was a weekend recently, it was Mother's Day weekend. And I have, um, I have a son who's 17 years old, and he is diagnosed with autism. And I was really quite desperate to find some sort of program to put him in for the summer. And I was torn because I had found this wilderness program that another friend of mine had put her son through and really had miraculous results because there's all this research about um, people with autism being in the, in nature and that helping to reset their nervous system. Well, anyway, what happened was I really wanted to talk to one of my girlfriends, but because it was mother's day weekend, there just wasn't anyone available to speak to me. So I ended up reaching out to someone that I was more, more of a, an acquaintance, but I thought, why not? I just had that feeling to, to text her. And I did. Turns out she's an autism coach and she knew of all of these programs. And she ended up finding me a program for my son to go into in the summer that is so perfectly suited for his needs. Like there's no way that I could have created that on my own. But what happened was it was set up perfectly because had I gotten on the phone with one of my girlfriends, they would have made me feel all better. And I probably would have proceeded with this with another program. But the universe took those options away from me and made it to where I could only talk to this one person who was going to propose a completely different idea. I love that. And what what specifically do you credit that to? I credit that to the collectively that the universe was providing exactly what both my son and I needed and, and really gave us the pathway to find that particular door instead of going in the wrong door. And do you find that, you know, because for me, from what you told us before, your, your practices of staying in alignment and being present 
and choice is like, that's it. Like that's kind of the precursor of what brings these kind of serendipitous or let's call them divine inspiration moments where it's like, oh, let me call so-and-so. And then so-and-so actually is the person that has, you know, the idea or the plan or the solution to whatever it is that you're facing. Right. Or maybe you just quick glance out of the side of your eye and you see a billboard and the billboard provides you an inspiration. But what made you look at that billboard at that exact right moment as you were driving by? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I think that our lives are full of these things. And as you as you get into the, the concepts into conscious communication, you know, that's why the word communication is in there, because we're really learning how to communicate with our guidance learning how to consciously make choices that are going to connect us to our dreams. You know, when this thing about alignment, it's not that easy. I mean, you try to control your thoughts. Good luck. <laughs> well, we virtually can't, right? Like we're not, we're not actually designed to, to control our thoughts. You know, I, I was, it was funny. I was, inter I was listening to this other interview. I forget with who it was. I'm a podcast junkie, hence that I have my podcast. Um, and I was listening to this other interview and it was a great analogy that they used about controlling your thoughts because they said, you know, try and hold your breath for two minutes. You know, the average person cannot hold their breath for not even a minute, let alone two minutes. There is an, an unconscious automatic part of our body and our respiratory system and that's connected to our brain and our survival instinct that is gonna make us breathe, right? Like you can't willfully stop that. And it's the same with our thoughts. Like you can't just wake up in the morning and say, you know, I'm not gonna have a thought for about an hour. I'm just gonna shut it off. Like they're just happening all the time. It's, it's part of that, you know, super highway, which is why I like these tools that you're suggesting because, again, they sound simple. If you do them, they work, right? They have to be done. And eventually that beautiful word of alignment gets you into communication with your higher intelligence or with that uh, energetic escrow or super highway that's around you all the time. Because in my opinion, it's it's almost like not necessarily realigning. It's almost like remembering that you're already aligned, right? Well, absolutely. And I think that the way to start to be able to have control of your thoughts is to understand that we have 60,000 thoughts a day and 90 plus percent of them are exactly identical to the thoughts we had the day before. So we really are just playing a record that is recorded onto our neural pathways. So the way you change that is you have to go into your subconscious and change your beliefs. And once you do that, then what you'll find is a new set of thoughts just kind of pivoting in the direction that you want. So like, for example, when I did that one year of writing um, one page affirmations a day, my life dramatically shifted. Um, right now I'm writing a guided meditation and, you know, that is specifically designed to support this process because the way to be able to harness your thoughts is you have to get into that subconscious because then the thoughts, because the thoughts are always going to pop out of nowhere. We don't have control of that, but what we can control is the foundation of where they're popping out from, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you brought in the subconscious mind because, you know, again, there's people that are probably listening that are going, well, that sounds great for like the thoughts that I catch, right? And Sometimes we're off, like I, I'll explain it to my, my clients, like, you know, you're, you're way down, you know, on the ride of your thought and suddenly you're feeling like crap and you're just like, you're down or you're depressed and you haven't caught 
the one, two, 10, 15, or 50,000 thoughts that actually contributed to you feeling that way. So for the people that are are listening, because it's unconscious, like we have all these belief systems from our childhood and from experiences that they're, they're kind of in there. They're kicking around in the unconscious or subconscious. And how can we start to practice catching them so that, you know, it's like, oh, there's that belief that is kind of running the show and I'm going to make a choice, right? There's our choice point to, to shift how that's coming through. I think that you, you, if you recognize that you're in a a moment of a disempowering thought, you can simply tell yourself what would be the empowering thought. So if I'm having a negative self-talk moment where I'm, you know, maybe criticizing myself internally or having a thought that is fear-based, like, oh, I'm afraid my son's going to miss his flight. Then to counterbalance that, I need to just picture what it's going to be like in my mind the moment that I'm picking him up from the airport. That just happened to me yesterday, by the way. I was terrified (laughs) my son was going to miss his flight. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to go get him some ice cream and I'm going to meet him at the airport with a big thing of from our local ice cream shop. And that's exactly what happened. And as a matter of fact, his flight got in 20 minutes early and it was all fine. But so when you have those moments, they're fear based or they're negative programming based. If you recognize it, I like your terminology of catch your thought. I've never um, encountered that before. And it's quite beautiful. So you catch your thought, you catch it, you know, then you let it go. And you think, what's the empowering thought? The empowering thought is everything is working out. Everything is always working out for me. Everything is going to be fine. And even if my son misses his flight, he can catch the next flight, you know, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about your question of cleanser clog, because you can, you can do that with your thoughts and it sounds obviously because you've done this work um, you're you're quite trained within yourself to catch oh wait a second I'm having like not a great thought and I remember when I first started doing this work many 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 moons ago um, I I didn't get the concept because to me by the I was like living in my feelings right I was living in like I feel nervous or I feel anxious or I'm afraid and and I didn't actually realize that there were these thoughts going on there was this whole machine going on that I was unconscious of because as you said so many are happening all the time I didn't realize that there was there was thoughts going on and and little beliefs popping up all the time that were causing the feelings so um backtracking through your feelings is how I started to learn to catch my thoughts is to oh, I'm kind of feeling scared right now. Wait, what was the thought I was just having right before that feeling started? And you're guaranteed to find a thought like, oh my God, what if my son misses the plane? And I love your tool. Is this thought cleansing or clogging my system right now? You know, that's a clog. Pick another one. And can I just add something to the beautiful statement that you just made, which is you you brought up the words feelings. And I just wanted to explain, you know, how how much power we really have. So when you do have that disempowering thought that that snuck in and you start to feel bad, what is happening is your brain is such a powerful, powerful entity that it goes, it creates the exact same chemical recipe in your body to match the thought you just had. So the feeling of fear is really a set of biological chemicals that are being released from our brain and spread through our body via our nervous system. Okay. So what happens is I have the thought 
the body instantly creates the chemical chemical reactions in my body to create the feeling of fear. And then the next thing you know, you're nauseous, you're sweaty or whatever your fear symptoms are, right? So when you catch it and you think, I start thinking about how nice it will be to surprise him with ice cream, then my body now creates the chemical recipe. This goes right back to Dr. Bruce Lipton Mm -hmm. um, in the honeymoon effect, right? So then my body starts to create vasopressin and oxytocin and it really starts to create what I call the feel-good chemicals. So in my book, in chapter three, I've got a little subsection, and I love this section. It's called 50 Shades of Chocolate Cake. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we're going to talk about that. Like, I'm going to teach people how to understand, like, the reason you feel bad is not because you're a person who feels bad. It's because you're creating chemicals inside your body that are are harmful or make you have a a bad feeling. I wrote a little workbook called um, From Breakdown to Breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And it's all about every single step along the way in this little workbook that I wrote is all just creating, how do you take an action that's going to create enough dopamine, serotonin, vasopressin, and oxytocin so that you immediately feel good or at least feel better about your situation than you did five minutes earlier. And it works like a charm. I love I love that we're diving into this feelings part of the conversation because so many of us feel like, oh, well, I just feel that way. And it's, they don't realize, and I didn't realize this for a very long time, that I actually have a choice in how I feel. I have a choice in how I perceive this situation. I have a choice on whether or not I'm going to let the guy that cut me off in traffic anger me or whether I'm going to just laugh it off. Like, I have a choice. Sometimes it feels like you don't have a choice, right? Because when our baggage gets triggered or when those deep, dark, kind of shadowy places where we haven't dealt with something gets triggered, you know, it feels like, oh, I don't have a choice. Like, I just, you know, he's making me angry or he's this. And and we sort of explode. And the more you do this work and the more you explore this with yourself, the beautiful thing is you start to become a master of your emotions, right? You start to have mastery over yourself. It doesn't feel like, you know, the analogy I use with my clients is it doesn't feel like you're the flag on the flagpole. It feels like you're the flagpole, you know, like you are strong and sturdy. And yes, we're human. And yes, we're going to get pissed off at someone that cuts us off every now and then. But we have these tools and we have this beautiful way of taking responsibility. You know, I call it radical responsibility to take your thoughts and your emotions and say, oh, I can actually be in the driver's seat with this. I don't have to you know, be the tail wagging the dog with it, so to speak. Yeah. And let me just say that you're still going to have moments in life where you feel that you're not in control. You know, Absolutely. you feel that it's just done to you. And so like going back to that weekend where no one was available to speak to me, I was in tears and I thought, I can't believe, you know, I can't find one person that's available to talk to me. But then what you need to do instead is say, what am I in control of? So right now in this moment, when you feel out of control or you feel like the world or, you know, the the people around you are conspiring to somehow create something bad in your life. And, and, you know, it could be as simple as that guy cutting you off in traffic. Well, what are you in control of? Well, what can I do? You know, and as soon as you ask yourself that question, your brain will automatically begin to come up with a solution to the question you just asked. It's automatic. You can't stop it from happening. Mm -hmm. Your brain is designed to answer questions. So I always tell people, ask a better question. 
Exactly. And so when you're when you're feeling those out of control moments, because, you know, even with as much of a daily practice that I have, I just still want to say that I have my times where I feel out of control. Absolutely. Yeah, I have to say, like, well, what can I control? For sure. I mean, we're, we're, this is part of the human experience. We're human beings. Sometimes you're just going to want to punch someone in the face. Doesn't mean you do it, <laughs> right? Doesn't mean you do it. But every now and then, I'm Sicilian, so like I get, you know, fiery and I, I, I have a fiery uh, personality sometimes. But, you know, it's, it's, this isn't about being superhuman. This isn't about being enlightened and somehow floating on some lily pad. You know, it's not about becoming the Buddha. This is actually about how to empower yourself to just live a better quality of life and and get out of victim consciousness where life is happening to you and get into a more empowered state of being that says, hey, I have choice here. And you know what? This shitty thing just happened, but I have a choice in if I let it take me down or if I choose to think about it differently. You know, um, I, I love that story that you you told about your friends not being there. And it just reminds me. Every single time I've been in what I perceive to be some kind of crisis, and maybe it is and maybe it's not, but it's my experience, right? I'm in this crisis and every time it happens, we're the same thing. I'm reaching out to people and I'm trying to find someone to help me or someone to give me advice or it's like I'm, I'm grasping, like the energy is like almost energy tentacles grasping out, right? What ends up happening when is those people aren't around, just like what happened with you. And I, I love that because to me, that feels like the universe saying, I got this. Like, talk to me about it. You know, like, go within. You have a solution. You know, ask a better question or whatever it is. Get into gratitude. So I love, I absolutely love that story because it reminds me of that, how many times that has happened to me in, in the course of, of my life so far. So I actually want to talk about, there's a section in your book where you, you kind of break down how we speak to ourselves. We've already brought up a couple of them. You know, we talked about self-talk. We talked a little bit about affirmations and you talk about the spoken word and you talk about setting goals. We also covered gratitude and that's a really great section of the book. How is it that affirmations work? You know, there's, I find in this world, there's controversy with affirmations. You know, I, I, I tend to not normally be a fan of affirmations, but I think it's only because people don't use them correctly. Do you find that when, when you're teaching this stuff with people? I have this thing that I say sometimes, and it goes like this. I have to avoid the law of attraction language police. So <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? I do. I, I, I'm wondering, am I on that police force or am I not on the police force? Well, let's yeah. find out. <laughs> say more. <laughs> do you correct people's things they're saying? And I don't correct because that's not my job to correct. Okay. Then you're not the but law I, of attraction. But I, ca- I catch myself and I like to, um, I like to explain to people things because I'm just an innate teacher that way. So let me, let me tell you the way that I understand that. Affirmations are the way that we're communicating with our brain and the way that we're giving our brain instructions. And so I think of this as how you are writing the code that is going to control the programming in your brain. And that's what affirmations are. And I believe that I'm just going to pull them up in in my book because I've written, yeah, so we talked about the the self-talk spoken word, but I have five types of affirmations 
that I like to teach people. And so it's just a simple way to use. Like, so it starts off with, um, there is like negative self-talk. So we could be programming ourselves with negative self-talk and we want to correct that into the next category, which is what I call releasing statements. So a good affirmation that some people might, might correct is I would say something like, I release my fear of abandonment. I am surrounded by unconditional love and support. And so by saying, this is what I release, I don't believe that the universe is going to get confused and start giving me more abandonment. I I just think the universe is smarter than that. I like that example a lot. And I'll tell you why, because this is, and this is why I brought up the topic of affirmations, because I think people get really confused. And I think there's a lot of talk out there about what is an affirmation. And I also think affirmations really get the raw end of the stick sometimes. And I like the way you phrased that because what you're actually, what I heard there, and we can use this different word, what I heard there was a powerful intention and a, and a powerful request. And that's the important part. So, you know, the, the first one I talked about is the negative and disempowering affirmations. These are the kind that are going to express criticism of yourself or others. And they're very weak, you know, so they also include words like try or should, like I should call my mom instead of, you know, that's a very different intention, like you said, than actually calling your mom. And the second one is releasing statements, which are powerful statements that will, you will no longer accept as your truth. So this is an affirmation in line with making those choices that support your dreams. So my, my big one in my life has been, I release my fear of abandonment. And then I want to replace that with an I am statement. So I am statements are affirmations that declare the qualities, personality traits, lifestyle choices, and values that you want to embody in your life. Because by stating these desires, you are using opening phrases like I am, you're triggering your reticular activating system in your brain to scan your experiences for evidence that support that new way of being. Yeah, I love that. I love it. And I love that, again, it's phrased as an intention because I think where people get confused is, I'm going to call it old school affirmation school, right? It was, you know, stand in front of the mirror and, you know, you might be 300 pounds, but stand in front of the mirror and say, I am slim, I am slim. And then suddenly, miraculously, one day you're supposed to wake up slim and it's, your brain doesn't believe that. Your brain will not believe that. (laughs) And, you know, that might work for some people, but, you know, it's not it's not what has worked for me. And I'll tell you why is because if I make a statement that's that's not congruent with the truth, then my body and my my system just automatically rejects it. Like you said. Yeah. So that's, that's all of why, us. That's all of that's our why systems. I come up with these f- five types of affirmations, because instead of. So, you know, I don't want someone to just not use affirmations because they don't want to look in the mirror and lie to themselves. But if they can just say these things like, okay, so if I am, instead of I am slim, more and more I'm making cleansing choices with my diet that supports my body and my health. Yes. And I want to point out there how different and how more, how much more powerful that is (laughs) because one it, I mean, not just your system, my system, all of our minds and brains are, if you say something and it's not congruent, it's, you're not going to believe it. So this isn't about convincing yourself of something different in it's that just way. Yeah. And I love the way that you're, that you're teaching this and the, the way you're phrasing this, because A, it's so much more empowering to set an intention that way. And to, it just sounds so much more powerful than 
either telling yourself a lie or making a negative statement like I am not fat or I am not whatever the person would say, right? Right. And the next category on my list is asking statements. So then again, this would go against the law of attraction language police because they would say if you're asking for something, you're declaring that it's not already true. Well, again, I think the universe is a little bit smarter than that. So um, asking statements are affirmations that involved asking the universe to bring you or guide you to the encounters or experiences that move you forward. So mine are guide me to thoughts in harmony with my core desire. Help me recognize opportunities and open the right, the, the right doors in my life. Show me my power. Bring me opportunities that connect me to my dreams. So, you know, those are powerful ways to ask for what you want in an intention setting way that connects you to your dreams instead of making you feel like it's not your truth. Because I wouldn't want to say, you know, thank you for my best selling book when I haven't already created a best selling book. But if I say, guide me to opportunities that will lead my book to bestseller status, that's very different. Very different. And I and I love that you brought in the reticular activating system because, again, whether it's a request, whether it's a powerful intention or affirmation, when you're saying it in these ways that you're teaching people, which I absolutely love, what you're doing is you're then, your mind, your brain, that part of your brain, your reticular activating system is now going to start to look for evidence. So you've made that request. You've asked that question, right? You've you've said, I'd like to bring me more opportunities or bring me ways in which this could be possible. And now your your brain is actually going to look for this. It's going to look for those opportunities. It's going to be more aware of that. And that's what I really want people to get is Sometimes when we get into talking about affirmations or this world of conscious language, it can get very frou-frou and kind of airy-fairy, but there's real things happening in the mind. And that's why I love that you bring that piece into your, in your book and your teachings, because there's, there's actually a thing happening that will cause this to become real in your life. You said it, sister. I could not have said it better. <laughs> Amen. Awesome. Well, that was... <laughs> That was a that was a perfect sort of uh, ending to to all of this. I can't believe we're already at the end of the interview, Mary. I just want to thank you for being on the show and sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, and your insights with the audience. I know that so many people listening are going to get so much from this interview. It was my absolute pleasure. Yeah, I loved having you. Mary has a special gift for everyone listening that is going to be in the show notes. Mary, do you want to tell the audience a little bit about what that gift is? Yeah, I want to invite all the listeners to one of my superpowers is that I can create, uh, my friends call me the the uh, Rosetta Stone of manifestation. So <laughs> my little superpower is I love to make workbooks. I'm a workshop junkie. And so it began as a hobby, but I, now it's a big thing. So we're giving all of your listeners for free the Ignite Your Dreams workbook. It's a 26 page, beautifully illustrated personal development challenge that you can do on your own. All you have to do, we'll, we'll supply you a link for your show notes, but if you lose track of that link, you can just go to maryshores.com 
hit the button that says ignite your dreams and you'll be able to download this wonderful, wonderful workbook. And in addition to that, we're also offering, if anyone would like to order our book, uh, the show is airing in July. The book comes out on August 22nd. It is available for pre-order now. And if you send, we'll, we'll also provide a link for this, but if you put your order number for the pre-order, we're going to give you a daily desires diary page which is just, it's a way to start a daily practice where you do three brags, three desires, and three gratitudes. And you can do that every day and we'll provide you the journal page to be able to do that, as well as another workbook that was created that goes along with our Facebook group as well called Dream with a Deadline. And Dream with a Deadline is very special because it ends with a one-page action plan, which I won't go too much into explaining, but you will absolutely enjoy having this workbook. And and um, it's another personal development challenge. So there you go. I love it. I love it. So many gifts, such generosity. Thank you so much, Mary. The book, again, is called Conscious Communications, Your Step-by-Step -Step Guide to Harnessing the Power of Your Words to Change Your Mind, Your Choices, and Your Life. Again, Mary, blessings to you, and thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, Giovanna. Thank you so much for tuning in and keep rising everyone for books and resources related to today's episode make sure you head over to sherisespodcast.com and i'll see you there if you've enjoyed today's episode make sure you tune back in next week when i dive into more juicy topics to help make your life the best it can be and hey if you've enjoyed listening to the show and you love it head on over to itunes and leave me a rate and review and subscribe there to the show 